new compounds, I sighed. Don't they realise we're trying to stop the cheats? Well, apparently millions of people take diuretics every day for heart problems and high blood pressure. I'm one of those, Tony said meekly, tapping his jacket pocket. I suppose I couldn't realistically blame the drug companies for making our life difficult. Not if they were doing good for millions. I sighed again. So why did the supplier run, and why pull a knife? He claims he didn't know what was in the packet, Nigel said. So they caught him then. My police contact said the man walked out of the woods with his arms in the air when he heard the dogs coming. He'd got rid of the knife by then, of course, and the cops weren't about to launch a massive search for a weapon that hadn't been used. The man claimed he was only an intermediary, delivering a sealed package for a friend. So why did he run? He says that he was told the package contained drugs, and he'd assumed they were illegal. He hadn't been the only one. I was now even more relieved that Tony hadn't had a piece in the lay-by. I could imagine the furore that would have followed the shooting of a man who was supplying perfectly legal medication. It seems odd to me that he just happened to have a knife in his pocket. Surely that's not normal. Tony waved a dismissive hand as if to say that it was quite normal where he came from. The man's car had been removed to a forensic laboratory to be searched, and according to Nigel's police chum, no illegal substances had been found. The man was free to pick it up whenever he wanted to. The phone on my desk rang. I answered it. "'Jeff, it's Paul Maldini,' said a voice down the line. "'I need you in my office right away.' Oh, God, I thought. The chief superintendent must have called. On my way, I said. And, Jeff, bring Tony with you. And Nigel, I asked. No, only you and Tony. How odd, I thought. It had been Nigel and me who had been responsible for setting up this sorry affair, not Tony. He had simply been an innocent observer to the disaster. It didn't seem fair that he should be facing the firing squad alongside me. Tony and I made our way along the corridor to Paul's office. It felt to me like we were two miscreant schoolboys who had been summoned to the headmaster's study after having been caught smoking behind the bike sheds, hugely apprehensive and not a little frightened. "'Ah, come in, come in, both of you,' Paul said as I knocked and opened his door. "'Sit down.' He waved at the two chairs in front of his desk. I thought the condemned always had to stand to receive their punishment. Tony and I sat down. Now, Jeff, Paul said, smiling and nodding at Tony, Tony here has something to ask you. Eh? I was unsure what was going on. I'd like you to come to the States, Tony said, half turning towards me. Eh? I said again. Isn't this about the Jimmy Robinson affair? No. Paul said. It is not. Didn't the police chief superintendent call you? I asked. As a matter of fact, he did, Paul replied, and quite cross he was too. So I reminded him of all the things we had done right in the past, and that we had acted in good faith in asking for their help in this case. I told him we had nothing to apologize for. What did he say to that? I asked. Not much. Paul laughed as if amused by the memory. I suspect they might not be so helpful in future, but we can live with that. Now, let's move on. Tony spoke to me last evening, and I've just had a meeting with the chief executive and the chairman, 
and they have given their approval for his proposal. What proposal? I asked, confused. I felt like I was living in a parallel universe. I'd been expecting to get a severe telling off, and yet here was Paul Maldini, a man with an infamous temper, smiling and joking as if I was flavour of the month. I would like you to come and work for me, Tony said. I turned in my chair and stared at him. Permanently? For as long as it takes, he replied. For as long as what takes? Let me start from the beginning, Tony said. But what I'm about to tell you is highly confidential and cannot be discussed outside the three of us. Not even the BHA chairman and chief executive have the full picture. Do I make myself clear? Absolutely, I said, even though I thought he was being rather melodramatic. As an ex-army intelligence officer, one thing I did know was how to...